speechless. Yeah. Lord, thank you for your amazing love that you have shed abroad in our hearts by your Spirit. Thank you, God, that you have chosen before time that we would be your people, holy and blameless, spotless. You are making us a people, says your word in Ephesians, without spot or wrinkle because of the righteous and holy blood of your Son. God, fill our hearts today with with praise and exaltation and celebration for who you are and for who you have destined us to be in him. God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your spirit. Lord, have your way in us, in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm. How are you all doing? I thought I was going to go into a crying fit behind the piano there, which I did for a minute. I mean, I, don't, I can't explain that. It's just, a, you know, emotions are funny things, if you're like me. And, and sometimes they're a little foreign to me, and maybe to some of you as well. Um, and we can't be led by them, but they often follow the realities that we, that we get or grasp or receive by revelation of the Spirit. So sometimes we look weird. <laughs> um, I want to share, if I may, just from God's Word. But as I was worshiping, I just, I really heard the Lord say something about women, which I don't fully understand. That is, I don't fully understand women. <laughs> I'm teasing. Nor, nor, nor do some of them understand me, like my wife. Um, but Caitlin, I have a word the Lord gave to me. I hope I won't embarrass you, but could you stand? And if you want to look around, Caitlin is up in uh, the balcony, and uh, she's served us here in many different capacities. And, um, you know, I, let me read what I first heard, if I may. Just, just take a second, and I'll read it, because it's not just for you, but for a number of other ladies who are here in Joel chapter uh, 2 it says and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions and also on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days I just sense the Lord speaking to my heart that you're one of those handmaidens of the Lord that has been selected from eternity uh, to understand a greater measure of his presence in you and his desire to minister through you. In, in the days to come, you'll see the fulfillment of that which means there will be a multitude of other people that will be looking to you for the grace and for the life, for the peace, the love, the mercy, the presence of God, that God's going to begin to increase on your life. Um, some of you up there around here, let's just pray for for a minute. Come on, you can do this. I'm going to lead us in prayer. What I want is your hands. 
put your hands on your, her shoulder. Some of you want to turn around and look at her. You can do that. I know church gets religious at times, but uh, Father, thank you for Caitlin, and Lord, I bless her because you've highlighted her today, not because she's uh, unique or special in herself, but because you've simply uh, chosen that you would bless many other people through her. Lord, activate something in her today. The treasure that you've placed in her heart, God, would you bring it forth in the days to come and allow her to see a measure of that which you've given to her in humility and yet uh, your power as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I don't know about you. This is fun to me. This is just absolutely um, amazing uh, <clears throat> to me. Christy, can I speak a word to you? Would you stand up? And um, Christy Ellis has served here for a long time, and many of you know her. And um, the Lord says what is obvious, that you're a servant. Um, but what he says to you that may not be as obvious is that you're also a daughter of the king. And whereas you might carry at times a sponge or a bucket or a mop or a vacuum, <laughs> God says you carry something that's much more um, um, valuable than that, and that is his presence. And he sees everything that you do. He sees every place that you go, and the Lord is just on you and following you around, and um, you're going to begin to see a greater measure of anointing on your life for the purposes of carrying his presence. Um, Don and Kathy, why don't you all stand up around her, some of you around her as well. <clears throat> we want to just pray for her, but I want to also speak before I do to Don and Kathy because the Lord highlighted you as well, just in my, just as I look around, I just see so many people, and the treasure in you is absolutely enormous. Uh, Don and Kathy, this is specifically for you, Don. Hey, Don. This is specifically for you and for your wife, Kathy. And the Lord says, I've seen all that you've been through, and I've walked with you through it, and not one person is going to be lost. In fact, um, there will be a multitude of people because of your faithfulness in him and his faithfulness in you. He's going to bring about a great routing of the enemy. Uh, so let's pray for Don and Kathy and also for Christy. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just want to bless them. We thank you that you already have, but we call those things that are not as though they were that the great treasure of Jesus might come forth in their life. Lord, bless them and encourage them today. Lord, you've not forgotten them. You see. And God, you're giving them a new capacity to see by the Spirit. We bless them today now in the name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> well, Beth, would you stand up? I know. I just, I just have to. Beth, stand up. You, you can stand up uh, with her, Doug, if you want. I won't, I won't embarrass you. This is just something the Lord said to me. I might embarrass you, but I guess that's not my problem. <laughs> um, you know, Beth, I just, actually I saw kind of in my mind's eye, and I don't know how this works, I really don't, but I saw a great spring, the kind of a spring that's not a helix, but it's kind of in a watch, so it's a flat spring, but it's real tight, 
And the Spirit of the Lord says he's, he's loosening that spring within your heart. And there is a, a brand new dimension of the Spirit's freedom that he's bringing into your life. And where you've been is in no way a bad thing. But where you're going is a great thing, a working of the Spirit by which the freedom with which Christ has purchased you and the freedom that comes about because of that will become immensely obvious to all who know you. And there will be many, many people who will look at you and go, what has happened to Beth? It's a good thing. Um, just some of you get around her, and let's just pray for her for just a minute. Father, thank you for Doug and Beth. Um, I know I've spoken over uh, Doug and Beth and their daughter Sarah, and, but Father, I just want to thank you this morning for Beth because your word says your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. God, I pray that you would begin to activate something fresh, uh, specifically in Beth. She's had many activations in the past. God, she has been a faithful woman of God, as each of those to whom I've spoken even this morning. But God, you're breaking her now into a greater measure of freedom in Jesus. Lord, would you accomplish that, not by any might or power that any of us bring to the table, but by your Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> well, thank you all for allowing me to do that. It's an amazingly humble thing uh, for me, but um, take your Bibles, if you would, and turn to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And um, I just got a few slides this morning and a few scriptures uh, that relate uh, to that. Now, you, if you were here uh, last week, you might remember that, how many of you were in the first service last week? A whole bunch of you just watched me fall apart and speak to some of our men and elders and our deacons and bless them. Um, so I want to go back to this very same text uh, this morning, and I want to begin uh, by we're talking about see what God I believe is doing in the world right now is He is creating a great atmospheric shift. <clears throat> that I don't know what that means. I mean I know when the atmosphere changes, like a thunderstorm comes. The atmosphere changes, the barometer can go down, you know, rain can fall, all kinds of strange things. But it's an atmospheric shift in the spirit um, that is sovereign and it's on God's timetable. And I think it's not just about this church, it's about churches. It's what God is doing in these times in which we live. There is a shift that is happening. And part of that shift that is happening is a shift to understand uh, who God is, so I tried to say with a good bit of babbling last week, the shift is about who, seeing who God is uh, and then seeing who we are and then seeing other people the way he sees them. And you can write that down on the back of your bulletin if you want because that's about all I had to share last week. But there's a shift happening. Now, some of us have seen the shift and have participated in it for many years. Um, and when we see ourselves then in, as, as princesses, if you're a woman, or a prince, if you're a man, 
um, or a priest, if you're a man, or a priestess, if you're a woman, when we begin to see ourselves as God has done something in us and brought us to a place in our life, we begin to see uh, God clearer and ourselves clearer. And as we see ourselves clearer, we begin to see a whole lot of things clearer. Uh, So uh, we begin to see ourselves as God sees us, and one of the ways God sees us is, um, well, sort of a bottle of his glory. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that's what I'm speaking about, that we actually be are carriers of his presence. Every last one of us who said yes to Jesus. We begin, we are actually carriers of his presence. Now, let me look at a couple of verses with you. We looked at this one last week, but I want to try to explain it a little uh, better. In 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse 17 and 18, verse 17 uh, says this, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where? Everybody say where. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now, we don't understand much of what I just read, if we're honest. I don't. But what the Lord is showing me is that now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the everybody go like that. He is in us. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom or liberty. Now, the immediate context of this uh, verse or these verses in Second Corinthians chapter three goes something like this. Verse 3 says that you are a letter of Christ. You're a letter of Christ written by the Spirit of the living God. Now, what did, you, what did that just say? It says you, come on, say you, you, I, I am a letter Uh, written by the Spirit of the living God on the tablets of my heart. Now, most of us read that and go, you know what I'm saying? We hear it, but there's no substantial reality in our lives. What God is doing is shifting His church, that means His people, to a greater understanding of who they are. Living, a living letter written by the Spirit on the tablets of the heart. Verse 5. Now, verse 5, lest you think this could puff you up or cause you to be prideful, uh, verse 5 simply says, Not that we're sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. What that says is that we're not sufficient by ourselves. Some of us think we are. And that is an impediment to what God wants to do in us and through us. It's not so much about us, is what that means. However, every one of us are sufficient because our sufficiency comes from God. Which you might say, I am absolutely 
insufficient in my flesh or in myself, but my sufficiency comes from God. Remember Moses? God said, this is what I'm going to do, Moses. And Moses said, who am I? That was saying, I'm insufficient. And God said, it's not about you, Moses. Your sufficiency is me. Now, if we look a little further, we look at verse 6, and it says, who, that is God, our sufficiency is from him, who made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. God has made us ministers of his new covenant. That is not just the clergy people. It's not just Jim and me. See, this is the priesthood of every believer that God has made you sufficient. Even though you might feel insufficient, God's made you sufficient as a minister of the new covenant. And notice that it is by the Spirit, not by your flesh. Let's read on. Another immediate context is verse 8, which says... um, How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious than the ministry of Moses in the Old Covenant? And what that means is that the ministry of the Spirit carries a profound glory. Come on, humor me. You carry a profound glory that you don't yet see, that we don't yet see. But see, the shift that's happening is causing you and me to begin to see the glory of God. Not just out there, but in us as we walk as his people and touch people and love people and minister to people. And it is an exceeding glory. It exceeded the glory of Moses and the glory of the law. You think the law was glorious so that they had to cover their faces and Moses put a veil on himself? The context is that the glory that has come and has now come in Jesus is eclipsing the glory that God ever did in the old. And that glory is resting on the church. That means you, his people. So then, verse 16 says, Therefore, whenever anyone turns to the Lord, you say, Okay, how do I get in? I want in. I want in. I want to be part of this thing. I want to be part of a movement. Not just some ministry. Not just part of a church. That's why people leave church. They don't understand, nor have many of us in the church understood that it's not just about our ministry. It's not just about our church. You see, when anyone turns to the Lord, turns from themselves, turns from doing things their way, and turns, notice, not just from, but turns to the Lord, the veil's taken away. Which is to say, you begin to see his kingdom. John 3. Unless a person is born of the Spirit, they cannot, anybody, see the kingdom of God. Now, verse 17 says that now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Now, if you want to read about what freedom looks like, you go to Leviticus chapter 25. And you find the year of Jubilee. We don't have time to look at that. 
It's the 50-year time period where God says everything goes back to its pristine form. If you're in debt, your debts get forgiven. Ooh-ah! If you've sold yourself as a slave, you're set free. You see, that's exactly what Jesus said in Isaiah chapter 61, which we read at the second service uh, last, year, last week, um, which says specifically, where to go? Um, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus said, because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor, and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty, that's the same word, liberty and freedom to those who were captive, and to open the prison to those who have formerly been prisoners and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord's favor. Now, you might remember in Luke chapter 4, Jesus read this from the Isaiah scroll and sat down in Nazareth, and everybody was looking at him. Like, who do you think you are? And he said, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Now, what Jesus then essentially did is he took the glory, the anointing, the presence of the Spirit that God had given him, and he gave it to us by giving us himself. It's Jesus in us who is the hope of glory. So liberty and freedom from something, but also for something or to something. We are free from guilt and we are free from shame and we are free from condemnation because of one thing only and that is the blood of Jesus that's the only way you can get free that's the way Jesus sets free the captives and the prisoners secondly we're free to embrace and to carry the presence of his spirit that's who you are we carry his presence everywhere we go now we're starting to get this I should say, I'm starting to get this. And some of you are telling me that you're starting to get this. And it is transforming us. We are free, liberty, we're free from uh, freedom to minister and care for God's people um, as active participants. Now, what that means is that Jim can't touch everybody in this congregation. Steve can't touch everybody in this congregation. It was never God's design for you to hire a couple of hired hands to touch everybody in this congregation. Why? Because the glory of God rests upon us. Our ministry is to equip you to do the work of ministry, which is, number one, care for people. Why? Because you've been set free. Because you carry the presence of God. And God wants your active participation in the ministry of care. There are people leaving this church because Pastor Steve never touched them. Now, I can touch as many as I can. Jim can touch as many as he can. But when was the last time you called somebody? Because the Spirit of God rests on you. And the anointing rests on you to set people free. Now, this is not heap guilt time. This is about, let's understand, the body ministry that we're in in this church. Because if we don't understand it, 
God is obliged to remove his presence and find a people who will, who get it. So we're called to minister then and care for God's people. And some of you are doing an amazing job at that. And some of you are doing nothing about that. That's the point. So it's an admonition to then begin to listen to the Spirit who lives in you and respond. Last night the Lord called, told me to call two people. You say, well, bravo, way to go. I was after most of a day preparing and doing a, f- a funeral. But I can't do a whole lot more than that. When have you listened and obeyed and called or touched or took cookies? Or, you know, those kinds of small things. So we're freedom to care for God's people. And then finally and fourthly, we're freedom to embrace the mission of the king in our lives. And last, year, last week I said, this church doesn't have a mission. God has a mission. Now you say, well, yeah, we should have. Our mission is the king's mission. To respond to his love, to love other people, starting with ourselves, and to share Jesus everywhere we go. That is the ministry of Isaiah 61. God has equipped us to do that ministry. So verse 18, as we behold then this glory as in a mirror, though it's a dark mirror and we don't fully understand it as human beings, we become transformed into the very same image. You see, that's why I can speak with integrity to people and simply say, God's about to do something fresh in your life. Why? Because that's the ministry of the Spirit. You see, as we behold His glory, we become transformed into that same image that we're beholding and we move from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. The bottom line is, Isaiah 60 says, Therefore, church, this is a shift, arise and shine. Some of you need to arise. And some of us need to shine. Remember, Jesus said, don't put your light under a bushel. Hello? Some of you need to rise and begin to shine. Uh, Why? For the light has come. Everybody say, "Ah, the light's come. There's a light in you that if we could get, if we could see by the Spirit who God is and who we are, it would be transformational. We would not sit around and chase our tail and look at, oh, poor is me. The light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. It's time, therefore, for the church around America to shift and begin to stand in that glory. That is the mission of God. That is the ministry that He's called us to. And two people can't do it. A hundred people can't do it. God's now conscripting and drawing men and women into this mission that He has given us upon the earth. The only question is, will you be a part of it, Steve? Or will you opt out and presume that it's not about you? Let's pray. Well... Father, thank you that you have given to us life and liberty and freedom 
And as a reminder of that freedom, God, you've taken bread on that night even as you were betrayed and you gave thanks for it and you broke it and said, this is my body which has been broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus took the cup and he poured it out to his disciples much like I'm pouring it out for his disciples today and he said this is the blood of the new covenant given for you as often as you take this bread or drink this cup do it in remembrance of me here's the key if you remember him you'll begin to remember who you are. Father, take these common elements, anoint them for your purposes, that the people of God might receive the real presence of Jesus unto great transformation in these days in which we live. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask this morning that you come forward down the middle aisle and create two lines around each table. We do have someone who will come around and serve you where you're seated if that's your preference. But you have to indicate so by raising a hand so that we can uh, get your attention. Uh, Let's start here at the front and just begin to come down the center aisle and serve yourselves or one another.
tell you this if you're part of that living church brought into the living organism by the living Jesus he's already deputized you he's already said he's on you the light of Jesus is in you 
the glory of God is on you and he's asking you to begin to be cognizant of that to be aware of his presence because it is transformational not only of a people not only of a congregation but of a city that's dying without seeing the light of Jesus so father I pray right now that you would begin to activate by your spirit the prayer life of every person the faith life of every person the ability the capacity to hear your voice and to begin to share the life of Jesus with each other and with those outside of this circle of congregation Lord would you bless them would you fill them would you encourage them would you let the light of your countenance shine upon them and in them and through them for the glory of your great name and everybody said together that means I got it amen if you've gotten it say amen I don't know what it means yet but I'm just saying in faith amen God bless you and have a wonderful day if you need prayer share that request with one another with another person if you feel God's leading you to pray with someone say I think God's supposed to, I'm supposed to pray with you you are the body of Christ have a wonderful day today in Jesus <laughs>